Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fruit of the Boom Podcast. This is your boy, JBJR, in the building. Uh, we got another uh, dope episode on the way, man. You know, we uh, knocking these out, man. Want to get back to having more shows, you know, because we finished up some stuff for Fresh Posts online, getting some episodes actually in audio format for the podcast for everyone to listen to at their leisure. So, you know, we want to go ahead and get more actual episodes back of the show and get more interviews up and running. So make sure you check out any and all interviews, previous and current, uh, check them out on fruit of the boom podcast on anywhere that you listen to podcasts at. so google spotify stitcher apple anything that you normally use to listen to podcasts we are on there so make sure you just find us at fruit of the boom podcast and also make sure you check us out on all forms of social media at fruit boom pie which is f-r-u-i-t b-o-o-m-p-o-d uh, we're gonna go ahead and get this show started so we got a, a special guest in the building we actually got one of the actual winners of season three of one of the champs from season three in the building right now another man from the good old nashville tennessee one of the meccas of music you know uh man my man's did some amazing shit in all his battles man you know and you know it was one of his first times ever competing in fresh produce and dude made a hell of an impression so we definitely want to go ahead and give my man all praise and welcome got my man john how you doing with you, brother? I'm doing great, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. A pleasure's all mine, man. Definitely uh, thank you for taking the time out and uh, coming talking to me, man. You know, just to uh, try to get your words and your story heard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, before we get started, just for anyone who never heard the show before, um, the whole point of the show is to basically uh, just get the stories heard from producers audio engineers and djs now mainly those are the big three that make the favorite songs pop um basically we hear enough great podcasts with artists and bands and i'm not taking anything else from them, but you know we don't get a lot of stories and experiences from the people behind the scenes so people that make the beats people that make the beats sound good and the vocals sound good and the people that actually get your music heard on a widespread level whether it's on a radio show or in the club or even on a podcast you know just getting your favorite music heard out to the masses so we want to give them space and opportunity to go ahead and tell their stories and their lives and things of that nature so this is the whole point of the podcast and we're going to go ahead and start it off real quick with just a standard question i literally ask everybody so i'm going to ask you man um how did you get started in music and music production? So take us back, man. How did you get started in all of this? For for that, yeah, we got to go back like when I was a kid. So I grew up in a divorced household. And so when I was about 15, I got a laptop for Christmas um, so I could do my homework and carry it all around me. And it wasn't a headache to worry about, oh, I forgot my Word document on my mom's computer. But on that laptop was GarageBand. Um, and so I opened it up and was, you know, just fooling around with all the Apple loops um, and then you know, ran out of Apple loops and sort of gave up. But then one of my buddies from school, he came to me and said, hey, I want to make a rap song. Like, I know you have a laptop with GarageBand on. Can you help me make a beat? And so my buddy Sam and I made, you know, this horrible song for a school project. Um, but that was the beginning of it all. From then on, I like realized what it was like to program and not just use old loops and I learned the value of creating something from nothing um, and I very quickly moved up to Logic at that point and that's where I stayed for like 10 years just like mostly as a hobby um, and towards the end of college I was getting some DJ gigs but it hadn't really panned out in the way I hoped it would you know I wasn't like headlining ultra music festival or like making 
you know, $10,000 for selling beats. Uh, so I sort of like put it on the back burner. Um, but then, you know, a couple of years later, which just gets us to, you know, two or three years ago, I was working, living and working in Tanzania, East Africa, and I had my old college laptop with all the DJ sets and all the old beats I had been making as, you know, just for fun on there. And I had a lot of time to sort of like go back through it. And I realized, oh man, I really love doing this. And so at that point, I really dove back into it and like started taking it seriously. Um, and so that, you know, two or three years ago was my real rebirth in terms of as, as a producer. That's what's up, man. And Tanzania, man, over in Africa, man. Like, how did that, how did you get over there, man? Like, I'm kind of curious about that. Like, how, how did that, how did you end up going over to Africa like that, man? Yeah, so I finished undergrad with a degree in economics and environmental studies. Um, and I, at that point, I didn't really want to go into like a normal desk job. Um, and I also sort of wanted to see the world. So literally I applied to the Peace Corps and said, put me anywhere, I'll be helpful. And I was selected to serve in Tanzania um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. There was you know, definite ups and downs, but what I can say about it is it was you know, completely irreplaceable in terms of you know, helping me frame my worldview and you know who I am as a person with relation to the rest of the world. That's what's up, man. That's definitely what's up, man. Like the Peace Corps, like you're the first person I've ever met that's been a part of the Peace Corps. So that's what's up, man. That's that's dope, man. That's hella dope, bro. Uh, so you say you were uh, making music down in, uh, in that part of the region. So were you just taking Logic with you or how did that work? One of the best things about Logic is you buy it once and it's there forever. It's not like some of these other dogs that you have to keep upgrading every three or four years. So yeah, I had Logic and I was running. And while I was in my Peace Corps house, I my electricity came from a solar panel hooked up to a car battery and that car battery could charge my laptop like one and a half times every day so i was using my entire laptop battery just making beats and i would like go out to the field and download a youtube video offline and come back and watch it and like try to figure out how they did it um and then i finished peace corps and i decided at the end of peace corps you get what's called a readjustment allowance it's sort of like a chunk of change to help you you know, figure out what you're going to do next Okay. And so with my readjustment allowance, I rented an apartment in Dar es Salaam, which is the largest city in Tanzania. Um, and I ended up meeting a group of young musicians, producers and rappers that were trying to build a studio and start their own, you know, existence, start their own, you know, collective, so to speak. Um, and I ended up hanging out with basically just hanging out with them while they were making their music like five days a week. Um, you know, I sort of I got to help record them every now and then, but mostly they were doing their own thing and I was watching and learning from what they were doing. That was a really big, really big boost for me because I realized what it would feel like to do this day in and day out and realized that that's something that I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, big shout out to I'm the Next over in Dar, uh, Victor and Loski and H and all the guys and Chiefy, all those dudes over there. If you're watching, big shout out to you guys. Shout out to all of them, man. That's that's dope, man. That's hella dope. That's that's a, just a dope brief story, man. Just how you came about everything. Like, that's really ill to hear, man. Then at the same time, you know, get a chance to, you know, just get an early footing with just working with international artists, man. Even though you were there, clearly were there for work at the Peace Corps, I mean, but still, you got a chance to have that networking opportunity, which, you know, I'm pretty sure it sounds like you still try to keep in touch with those guys and whatnot. So that's definitely beautiful to hear, man, for real, for real. Yeah, man, I'm trying to get back there as soon as I can. As soon as I can get the, the money and this pandemic on lockdown, I'll be back over there. 
Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So since you say you still use Logic, it sounds like you still use Logic to this day, correct? Well, I've moved over to Ableton for the most part, but I okay. I try to keep my Logic caps up just a little bit. Okay, cool. So um, are, do you use any hardware with Ableton or are you just strictly just a... No, man, I'm a, I'm a clicker and a typer. Uh, I, I don't... I'm not... I used to... I grew up, I played drums a little bit and I played piano a little bit, but... You know, playing live instruments wasn't really my talent, but I understood what was going on. Um, and so I'm lucky enough that I was born at a time in the world where we we can make music with computers. So that's what I do for the most part. I do have a, a, a cassette deck here that I, sometimes I'll run samples through or like make beat, beat tapes on it, put on the, put on SoundCloud, but that's the only real hardware I got going on. Gotcha, gotcha. Now that's what's up though, man. I mean, like I'm an FL head, man, I've been doing pointing and clicking and typing for God knows how long, man. So, so no, ain't nothing wrong with it. I mean, I got my keyboards and I got my pads, but you know, I can use them. But you know, if I just need to go ahead and just get down, like, of course, it's, to me, it's just the workflow. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same for you, the workflow, you, yeah. just, you just know it. It's just way better for you. That's all. I mean, it's a preference thing. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Absolutely. It's totally a preference. That's exactly the right way to say it. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So uh, so tell us, man, Um. In Nashville, man, how did you know? Like I said, I talked to Quarter, you know, earlier today. You know, shout out to him, man. Both of y'all are clearly in the same city with, uh, in Nashville. So tell us about like your experience in Nashville, your experiences in Nashville with uh, just music production in general, man. Like, how did that? How how does that go for you? Yeah, so I actually, believe it or not, I'm like pretty out of touch with the Nashville music community. When I was growing up here, I wasn't really part of it, and like my parents, I don't really have family ties to it. Um, and I just moved back here during the pandemic. Um, and so I haven't really had a chance to get out and get my feet dirty yet, get my hands dirty yet. Um, but I really want, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I want to try and try and start getting some placements with some local artists. Um, and I also want to try to start drumming up some interest in some DJ sets, you know, open up for people to just start trying to get my name out. Hell yeah, man. Uh, so as far as your sets, would you be just doing like regular beat sets or actually stuff for doing with a turntable? Uh, I mean, I can DJ. I don't I don't really have my own equipment, but I, like I said, I was a DJ in college. I DJed with Tractor and the, you know, the Tractor controller. So yeah, I can, I would love to do all of that. Um, but also playing my beats, like that's, that's the only time it would really be fun for me is, you know, playing my own music. Everything else sort of feels inauthentic which i mean there's that's a feeling for me and me only that's not me like trashing djs i'm a big dj fan that's just like not what i get excited about i get excited to hit play on my beats that i like and i you know i have they have meaning to me specifically so that's really what i'd be trying to do you know present my beats in sort of like a a low-end theory sort of environment if you're familiar like the you know about low-end theory in la yeah man definitely familiar with them. familiar with them, yeah yeah, so I mean, it's it's discontinued now, but it was this recurring, you know, DJ set night with an emphasis on like beats only, like beats without lyrics. Um, and I think that really inspired me to see the, you know, the you know the creative and artistic integrity in the hip hop beat itself. Um, again, not to not to speak out against rappers and not to speak out against vocalists, but I think there's artistry in the creation of these instrumentals, and that's something that I would really like to see come to life in Nashville. So that would be my my big goal. And guess what, man? There's nothing wrong with that at all because, you know, like, you know, it's an art form. I mean, it's, I mean stuff is, I mean, what we do is an art form. You know what I'm saying? You know, 
the thing about especially dealing with like musical composition and arrangement, I mean, that's been going on before the lyrics have been really added and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got centuries worth of composers like the Mozarts and the Tchaikovsky's and the Beethovens and whatnot in the box that's been doing this stuff forever. Then, you know, just with string instruments, just a whole orchestra, string quartet, man, just whole orchestras and yeah, no vocals, no vocals at all. You know, I think if they're all vocals, they're literally just like background to the it's not anything foregrounds where it's the the force in front of everything no it's literally just another instrument accompanying everything so no i mean then like you said with like with beat sets like stuff like low in theory you know this stuff like sound clashes and stuff like that like kind of like we have here stuff like that so just having dj and beat sets do that and i think there's nothing wrong with it honestly because solely because i mean i've heard plenty of beats that I never want to hear anyone rap or sing on ever. Like I just want to hear just the beat ride out, and that's it. You know what I mean? It just that's and I, I think that's all you really need sometimes. Like every beat doesn't need vocals on, and that's something I had to learn years ago, mind you. But it's something I had to learn. Like no, nah, every beat doesn't need vocals on it. I mean, you totally fine with just the beat and clearly like you know beat battles show that you know what i mean yeah. like that you know that you don't need the artist or you need a band involved you just have the producer or a dj or a mix of both just go on and do their thing and the crowd would just receive it as such and i think that's a beautiful thing i mean that's why beat tapes are such a big thing you know what i'm saying yeah totally and i think there's like a big you know, it's possible to do that without it having to be this like mass market overproduced flavor of electronic music that's like you got to be riding at 99% excitement level for the whole time. Like there's so there's more intimate versions of these instrumental tracks that are also just as, you know, just as independent and can stand on their own just as well as something like an Avicii track, right? They do it's just going down a different path. Exactly. And, and that's what I said, nothing wrong with that. At the end of the day, it's an art form, you know, and art yeah. appreciates art, you know, so that's, at the end of the day, you I mean, as long as you have the appreciation for it, which, like I said, beat battles are a reason why this is an appreciated art form, you know, I think that's the main thing, because like I said, I mean, to be totally honest with you, I do listen, I do listen to uh, stuff with lyrics. I mean, I, I don't listen to the radio nowhere near as much as I usually do. But, you know, I got plenty of DJ friends, both to be on the radio and without, you know, they just do their DJ sets. And I got clearly, I know plenty of people from Fresh Produce and through the scene uh, that make beat tapes, you know, and have do beat sets, you know, you know, and all this shit is beautiful, man. And I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly, you know, just being honest, like I'll listen to like some local artists, you know. Give, you know to give them some play and stuff like that as far as like stuff with vocals on it or some stuff mm -hmm. i mean just having a playlist you know what i'm saying but other than that man it's beats for me like my most played thing i have in my car cd wise like literally cd wise is j Donuts. like i keep that in oh, my yeah. car in rotation like that's my study guide i've been that's since 06 that's been my study guide i just always go back to it so and it's enough for, bro man wrong can't go wrong at all you know what i'm saying and it's just it's just hearing those 31 tracks going in rotation like they are and just appreciating it for what it is man especially you know the man pretty much made on his deathbed you know what i mean yeah you, know, you just you know it's it's a different feeling just to hear you know you don't even need lyrics on stuff man it's it's that's how great it is i mean and that's i can't reiterate that enough you know what i mean yeah absolutely i think at the end of the day like that's 
the sort of the music that I like to listen to, and so that's the sort of music I want to make. Hell yeah, man! I can't. I'm looking forward to it, man, for real. Because like the stuff I heard, you know, you doing fresh produce, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. This the shit was amazing, man. Like real talk, man. I definitely loved hearing it. And that's actually a perfect segue um, to next thing I kind of want to ask you. So, was Fresh Produce the first thing you uh, first beat battle you ever participated in? Yeah. So I've done. I've been entering the Kenny Beats Twitch battles. He does a beat battle every Monday based on his Twitch stream. Um, okay. I've entered a bunch of those, but I've you know never made it to to the final ten. The way he does it is, you know, every, anyone can enter that's subscribed and there's voting and then the top 10 based on the votes, he judges live, but I've never made it to the top 10. So yeah, Fresh Produce was my my first beat battle. First like uh, first time my beats got played in a beat battle. That's what's up, man. Well, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we was able to facilitate that for you, man, because we're all about the community, man. We're all about getting your shit hurt, even if it's just in that one round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got yeah. stuff like, you know what I'm saying? As long, as long as you, whatever you picked in that one round was enough to catch my attention, the rest of the crowd's attention, that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, as a matter of fact, man, so uh, just like I'm going to ask just anyone else that was a winner, I'm going to ask you the same thing. So, Tell us just about your experiences with just, you know, first time being the Fresh Produce and then you being in the Chance Battle. And just tell us like your overall general feelings about just everything, man. You know, take your time with it, man. You know, we got time. So just take your time to talk. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I went to college in St. Louis. And so towards the end of college, I, you know, sort of like heard through Instagram about Fresh, fresh Produce, but I never really thought about joining at that time. Like I said, like I was sort of getting out of the music game. Um, but then as I was getting more and more serious, I was, you know, had not unfollowed you guys on social media and I kept thinking, man, this looks like a lot of fun. I really should get involved. And I sort of just like put it off for, you know, months during the pandemic. Um, and the second I, you know, applied and got into, you know, the December battle that I was in, it's like, man, why did I wait so long? This was such a good community such a good experience like I, I was just psyching myself out too much and I got there and everybody was you know from the moment that I sent the first email to you know being live on the stream everyone's super welcoming super supportive community and it's also like I'm really proud to be next to you know all these producers I'm really inspired and I feel like pushed to become a better producer by being on there um another thing is I really like I didn't know what to expect. Like I had, I had walked, gone in and out of the live streams, never been to a live fresh produce. Um, so I really didn't know what to expect on day one. So it was like, honestly, a bit of a surprise to have the, you know, to win my first beat battle. Um, but I mean, it's like I said, it's I've, since then it's been nothing but inspiration and like positive community vibes, you know, help helping me feel out ways to get better myself and like looking for people to network with like i'm friends with you know i'm instagram friends with all these producers now uh, and that's something that never could have happened without fresh produce even though it totally could have it just wouldn't have um so yeah that's my main thing is like it's just a such an amazing community and just like a great place to go listen to beats a great place to go play beats um, and good people all around. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, you know, you know, it's been it's been 
going on 11 years now, man, since we've yeah. been doing this. So, you know, so, and then, like I said, you've never been to really so a live show, which whenever we start back, which hopefully is, you know, sometime in the spring, summer, when we can get something back on, I mean, the live shows are literally, they are live. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. Like, like, would you, um, since you went to school here, were you familiar with the uh, Monocle? When it yeah, was I never any shows there, but I do know them. Okay. What yeah, that's in, by the way. Uh, Grove area. So, uh, okay, so yeah. So right, no, in Manchester, no, the Manchester Avenue area mm-hmm. that over there, uh, not too far from the highway. Um, cool. Yeah, it it was there. Unfortunately, closed down. Unfortunately, but uh, that was our venue for for a minute, man. And um, I can I can say with confidence, man, that that was a beautiful synergistic. There was just the synergy there between us and that venue was spot on. You see what I mean? It, it was just something to behold, man. And we, you know, pre-COVID, like we would have legit packed out shows. And anyone who's ever been to a live fresh produce event can testify to that. Like, no matter what season of the year it was in, like any of the 12 months, man, it can be snowing like hell outside or it can be just a, a thunderstorm or something happened or it can be just a clear sunny day or sunny night and you would have a packed crowd you know what i'm saying so hot clothes rain sleet snow hell you know it was just always a packed thing so you know we went back to our old venue our original venue which is the time of cowboy and loved them to death too so we ended up going back there so fortunately we only could do one show in all of 2020 of there uh i believe it was february or march i want to say it was march Mm-hmm. Last, uh, last year and so right before everything kind of kicked off with the lockdown situation with COVID but uh, it, you know that that was live that was jumping man and so you know I can already see you know when we get everything back in order and when we do get some normalcy back you know I'm pretty sure you know when you come out you'll see exactly what I'm talking about because like I said anyone who's ever been can testify and, you, and like I said you can see any of the live stream shows that we got in archive so and it'll tell you the same thing you know it'll show you exactly yeah. what I'm talking about those videos are wild. Man. Makes me no. really jealous. No, like it said, the the video don't I, I can always just I can just tell you, man, the video don't do them justice, man. Like it's it's one thing like I said to see it. You just like, oh shit, but the be there and the energy, everyone there, because it's such a positive event because there's no ego in the room. You know, it's just like right. you said earlier, it's all about community. So you know, we all here to do the same thing, you know, whether you're a competitor or part of the crew, you know, so we're all here to support each other in this realm of music. So, you know, we're, our job here is to help you guys out, you know, using this as a jumping off point to do more networking with other producers, other artists that's there and watch the live streams, uh, game fans is there, you know what I'm saying? Those kind of things, like our job, that's what we love to do. And it's you no know, podcasts like with this, you know, get your stories heard. You know what I mean? So that's that's something I would say, man. You know, whenever we start this back, definitely come out, man, because you'll you know, definitely come. I mean, hopefully we go to Nashville, you know, because we just want to travel to Nashville just anyway, because it's fucking Nashville. But you no, know, <laughs> I mean it's Nashville. I mean it's music, man. Yeah. Nashville is music. music you know what I'm saying can't get can't go wrong with it. Yeah. So. So, you know, we, we definitely want to try to come down and do some stuff down there. But, uh, no, nah, man, whenever we do a live show in St. Louis, man, if you could ever get a chance to enter, man, or just come just on a humbug, man, please do, man, because it's, it's definitely worth it. I promise you. Oh, I will. Whether it's in Nashville or St. Louis, I'll be there. 
Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, uh, real quick, man. So, uh, so I know earlier, you know, you say you play some instruments, like you know, the drums and the piano. You say you got some formal education in stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, let me ask you this: uh, Did you get any formal education, or is it just kind of just like kind of like on the fly, just learn as you go, or just someone teach you? How did that go? On piano and drums? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, my parents put me in piano lessons from very young age. Um, but it was mostly like classical and by, you know, like a couple years into it, I just like wasn't very inspired by the music and didn't like practicing. And it just like was more of a drain than a, an advantage at that point. So I like finally convinced my parents to like, let me stop taking piano lessons. <laughs> um, but at that point, that's when I got into band at school. Um, and so pretty soon after that, I started taking drum lessons. Again, it was mostly classical i at the time i was really into like uh nirvana and foo fighters and so i wanted to like learn a lot about rock drumming and so i took a little bit of drum set lessons at rock drumming but at the end of the day the same thing happened like it wasn't wasn't really making me give me enough to chew on make me happy so you know by the time i finished high school i was back to just mostly being like a classical percussionist um i really like to play timpani drums by the end of you know, band, that was my favorite instrument because you got to hit things, but there's also a, you know, a little bit of a pitch game there too. You could play some melodies. Um, but that was, you know, that was my formal music training up to that point was just like band class, some piano lessons, some drum lessons. Gotcha, gotcha. And I gotta, gotta ask this, man, because I asked anyone who has any form of training, man, so I'm pretty certain you learned theory, right? Yeah, I mean, I took... Yeah, when you learn piano, you sort of have to learn like major and minor scale. But and like I, I know basics of theory, and I like know how to build a ninth chord. But I do most things by ear now. I, I can like there. I can understand a little bit of theory, but it's mostly by ear. There's, and guess what? I mean, you got the basics, and that's that's enough right there, man. I mean, like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this as well, man. Like, so. Even with the basic stuff, just the foundation basic stuff, you no. Know, how do you feel like that? Do you feel like that's an important thing to learn as a producer, just as someone making music in general? You no, know, you don't have to get super deep down into it, but just as someone just trying to conduct music and trying to compose and stuff like that, you would say that's pretty, you know, that's pretty key just to have that kind of foundation, right? Yeah, I mean, so what really is important is being able to get the sounds that are in your head into whatever software you're working with. And a lot of times that involves music theory, but it, there's also a ton of people who have never learned music theory ever and just make the most amazing music ever because they found out a way that worked for them. So for me, it turned out that, you know, building on my music theory fundamentals and adding just like a little bit of ear training and just practicing with the DAW was enough. Other people like don't really, aren't that strong using a DAW with the, you know, the clicking and typing. So they got to, you know, they, lean more on the music theory and for those sort of people yeah it's it's completely fundamental but then there's you know the whole third wing that just like has never learned any of this shit in a classroom ever and it's all by ear and who am i to say like any of those three approaches are just as valid like we were saying earlier it's art like i don't think there's any rules like as long as you make shit that you vibe to and that your friends vibe to and that your community vibes to i personally don't really care how you came up with the idea that's just me. 
No, I mean, and that's like you said, you know, because art at the end of the day is subjective. So, you know, it's, you know, at the end of the day. So now I feel you 100%, man. Because I know one of the main things I, I try to tell people is, you know, even if it's just the basic bare bones fundamental stuff, at least try to know that. Because one thing I learned, you know, I used to play saxophone growing up and I was singing in choir and stuff like that. So one yeah. thing I kind of, uh, you know, always kind of, you know, was taught, you know, is just learn the basics. It's kind of it's like, like Corda said, you know, it's kind of like learning your ABCs, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's yeah. basic stuff, you know, it's real basic stuff, but that basic stuff can take you a long way, especially like you said earlier, you know, with you learn a lot of, you know, just doing a lot of stuff by ear, you know, well, it's on top of just what you already knew, it just helps your music game, you know, elevate higher, higher, higher as, thing, as time goes on with your experience. So, you know, no, I, I really say, man, you no, know, and you don't need form. And, and whilst and the thing about when I say music theory and stuff like that is you don't need formal training. Right. Like, you truly kind of don't. Like, like, I always preach this, man. I mean, YouTube is there. Google is there. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's literally thousands of videos. Thousands of great videos at that too, man. Just teaching you how to do theory, you know, just just basic stuff, you know, just so you just so because it's always great to like, hey, this sounds great, but why does it sound great? And it's yeah. like, you know, it's like, why does it sound good? Because it's just one of those things that and then was like, oh, like I say, learning chords, learning progression, learning steps, half steps, beats, half beats, you know, learning, mm-hmm. you know, all those things, man. You know, learning how octaves work, you know, learning harmony. It's so it's so much stuff that you can learn just from just from basic stuff. You don't need like a huge classroom work stuff. Now, depending on like what route you go down, that's like you said, you no, know, then yeah, but you don't. You know, as long as you if you learn the basics, that's enough. You know, and you don't need to go full blown into the shit. Like, no, if you learn basics and just like if you're just gonna pure skill and art, you just like know how it sounds and you can just get at least understanding i think it helped i think it definitely helps more than anything you know it, well, it, it won't hurt it, it never won't hurt. hurt yeah absolutely it never hurts and it really can help a lot like i just said it's not critical but for me if i didn't know the music theory that i know i wouldn't be able to make the music that i make so i mean right. for me it's it's helped me cut a lot of corners and grow a lot i just don't think that i think the the, the point at which it becomes a waste of time is different for everyone. For some people, it's after you learn the value of a quarter note. And for some people, it's after they write their first symphony, right? You know, every, everybody, everybody's brains are a little different. Everybody learns a little different. No, I agree. No, I agree with you 100% yeah. on that, man. So the, thing say, it, it, the main thing is, like I said, you don't even get, like you said, don't, you don't have to go full blown this shit. It's you, if you just enough, just understand the basics to the point where you're just like, oh, okay. And you can just go from there and just learn a doll, learn like how are you gonna learn, like especially when it comes to dolls, man, because the doll really is just another weapon, another tool, man. It's all about does the person behind the tool, how good they use and say it too. So yeah. that's why some people know they'll knock like I seen people knock different dolls, like say, Oh, it feels stupid, oh reason stupid, oh uh Studio One is stupid, or Ableton is something like no, it has nothing to say. No, you just didn't know how to use it. Yeah. Now, like that's just kind of, and that's and that's okay to say you don't know how to use it because someone is plenty of people. If you don't know how, like I said earlier, YouTube, it'll teach you. I mean, it's to the point now that you know, I mean, like I use been FL since like number literally number four, and I have twenty now, and 
you know, a lot of stuff with beats, man. Like I got taught like the bare bones stuff, like how to sequence, but everything else, like ninety percent, that's self taught, man. Like I just learned. Yeah, kind of like you in a dark room at twelve a.m. and your laptop. Literally, like no, yeah. no, like no lie, man. Especially uh, when I was single, man. Like love for me and my wife moving in together some years back, man. Uh, when I was staying by myself, you know. Yeah, I used to. Do, that's what I used to do. I used to when I, when I wasn't working. I came home. I made some beats, and I would just be making beats for hours on end. Maybe watch some TV or something like that. I ain't have cable, so I just had Netflix. And this is like 360 was still around. You know what I'm saying? The XY360 yeah. was still a thing. So, you know, I was just going Netflix or on my Wii or something, or even on there, just watch Netflix, have something going, or just throwing YouTube by something. You know what I mean? And just and just kind of go from there. But no, but yeah, but you but you know, a lot of a lot of it is just practice. It's just constant practice. It's repetition, you know. Plus listening to different influences and you know, taking from there and making that your own and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, like I like with your beats, man. Like, you know, your beats are definitely totally different in versus anything else I heard because I hear a lot of boom bap, I hear a lot of trap, I hear soul music, I hear some R and B and stuff like that, some EDM, stuff like that. But no, your stuff is really unique, man. And it shows, man. I could tell I could definitely tell, man, it shows, man. Your, the shit is live, man. Like from one producer no, your shit is really, really live for real. I like it. It's really, really Thank dope. You so much. I really appreciate hearing that. Those, those are very big compliments for me. Hell yeah, man. Like, you know, I, I give credit where credit is due, man. And, you know, you definitely deserve the credit. I mean, look, you you wanted, you became one of the finalists for the chance battle, man. So you, you got in the top eight and you, you got in there. That's enough right there. Like, you don't get in there just not being a great producer. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have, you have to be great at that. But at the same time, like I tell people, like I know you didn't make it to the, uh, I know you didn't make this final with the cha- champions battle, and I know you didn't win, but like I tell anyone else, so. Yeah, there's <laughs> so, always next time. Thank you. That's that, that's that doesn't change any of the beats on my hard drive. <laughs> thank you. They're all still there. Y'all just got to hear fewer of them. <laughs> and do at the end of the day, if you got your shit played and you can have. Um, someone come up to you as a fan or a fellow producer or artist who wants to work with you and they want to you know get in touch with you and just make something out of that that's the win right there yeah absolutely like the money don't get me wrong don't get me wrong and i'm saying this is someone who used to do this like over 10 years ago yes the money yes having money in your pocket is great that's that's not that's yeah. not not a bad thing at all Having having a um, bragging rights for that season of time is great, but it's just a season, and so like the end of things, seasons pass. So yeah. you have to just know how to work with what you have to work with. And so what you're doing, and what the others, you know, fifty five producers, you know, throughout the seasons have done, man. Like you guys are, you guys are doing just fine. You know, what I'm saying regardless if you won or not, you know. So yeah. You know, you got in for free. <laughs> you got There's in for free. Spirit of the game, man. Like I was saying, like people know Fresh Produce as a place to like go play hot beats and but also to go listen to hot beats. So like just being being present is you know value inherently valuable. Absolutely, man. And it's it's just it's advertising, man. Like I said, it's all about community. It's about advertising yourself, man, and just. You know, making this opportunity work for you. You know, just make it work for you. However, you gonna make it work. You know, use this as your jumping off point. You know, 
like I tell anyone, use this as your jumping off point. Like we're giving you the space and opportunity to go do what you need to do because I know there are you no know, and no shade to any of the B battles or anything like that. But I know it's B battles like that, that charge you fifty, hundred dollars. We paying everything we doing is sponsorship and out of pocket. You know what I'm saying? So for us, it's it's literally. We're we're literally give we're literally giving shit away, you know, and we're yeah, not we're not charging you guys for shit, and that's and that's one thing that I love about this is we're not even even with the uh, uh, spectators that are in the live, so we we don't charge anyone to come in. That's no, that's no, that's all. Like I said, that's sponsorship and out of pocket. Like we're doing it just for the sheer love and the community aspect of it, you know. And that's one thing I really always have and always will respect fresh produce for doing you know what i'm saying Yo, same. Like, same here right because that's i mean fresh produce is how i got fruit in my pocket so yeah so so it's just it's just an opportunity at the end of the day bro so yeah man uh i actually want to ask you another question man because uh just no just no just for experience why so going back to because i'm really interested in your tanzania stories man because your tanzania story was like Really, really fucking good. But I, I wanted to get more people more information about you in general. But uh, going back to that, man, um, like we're working with artists in Tanzania. So, uh, you no, know, do they have pretty much? I'm pretty you no know, music universal. It's also subjective. So, did you run across any genres that you normally didn't work with or didn't used to dealing with, or just discovered while you were in that area? Or how, how did that go? Yeah, so the guys I was working with were actually really interested in American style hip hop and they were trying to start a movement based on American style hip hop. So that wasn't like, that was pretty familiar to me. And you know, that familiarity is, was the foundation of you know me being able to make friends with them. However, you know, the music that is played in Tanzania and both in the cities and like in the village where I was living, it's actually really diverse. So they like, there's a lot of like Tupac and Celine Dion, like 90s hits from like all over the board that are just like, man, like never thought I'd hear Tupac and Celine on the same radio station. But then the the sort of pop music that happens over there is, I mean, it's sort of similar to like the West African pop music, but it's got its own little East African flavor. So there's really cool, like all of the, you know, many of the vocalists can sing in both Swahili and English. So there's really, advanced language mixing, you know, with the vocalist. Um, but probably the most inspiring thing about East African music to me was like the groove patterns um, and uh, the mixing of like a triplet groove versus, you know, a, a you know, square groove, you know, a, you know, four bass groove. Um, and so that was really a, a foundational discovery for me. Um, that being said, I like, met one dude who makes that sort of music by sneaking backstage at his show and just like sort of just like walking back there like I knew what I was doing but I mostly learned all of that just from listening like I was saying like that's one of the one of my one of the ways that my music theory foundation helped me develop my listening skills is like I had the drumming background to understand what was going on in these rhythms um and it like and bouncing off of that, I got really into uh, Sango. You're familiar with Sango? Yes. Yeah, I love Sango. And so he samples a lot of you know, Brazilian and West African music. Um, and the parts that he sampled were those like weird, like half and half groove patterns that sort of float between a triplet and a square groove pattern. And so like a combination of listening to Sango and also being on the ground and like, 
seeing seeing you know what music was getting played literally like in a bodega like a little corner store like just like the fact that that sound was different than anything i had grown up with like that was a that was part of the whole international immersion experience for me and that you know as a musician it was significant to me for the music to be different everywhere so just in the way that people had to get used to the food like i was was learning about the, the new musical and soundscapes um that were happening around me and that was like one of my big things that i really liked was you know, discovering you know it's, it's music that's pretty hard to find on the internet if you're not in the you know swahili side of the internet um so it was like a matter of like finding new sources you know sort of like a dj would for you know a sample a really digging heavy sampler sampling musician would do it's like they just like spending time just trying to find music that i haven't heard before and that other people haven't heard before that i can find a way or you know is it has something about it that makes it really really cool to me um so yeah, does that answer your question? I forgot what the question was actually. Oh no 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 no! Just no, I was just kind of no. It actually does answer my question 100. percent Like it was just wondering, like you know, did you experience kind of like similar music here or just new style of music over there? But and, and you answered my question perfectly. Honestly. So yeah, I mean, I sort of went back and forth with it. So I would like hear something in Tanzania and think, oh, that sounds sort of like you know, this American artist, um, and then I would hear something in these American artists that like sounded like, oh, it probably came from you know, African roots. Um, so it was really like the back and forth between swimming through you know, Western genres and African genres and mixtures between the two was really, you know, big for me and really enjoyable, honestly. Oh, that's what's up, bro. Like, that's, that's really what's up. I'm, I mean, and that's what, and like just hearing that, you know, from, you know, from us being foreigners, you know, from the outside perspective, just seeing like, yeah, music isn't that much different, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's that's that's definitely refreshing to hear, and just not only that, just like I said, you learn a different stuff, and I think that's more so the experience of you just going over there. Even though, like I said, you were over there for work with Peak School, you know, you got a chance to learn stuff that you didn't know. Like it was like, oh, you guys are similar to what we have here. You guys really do like our music here, and I'm learning stuff that I didn't even think that Americans would know about. You know, honestly, and. Yeah. And, and I think that's that's the experience I really like hearing. So no, like so you really did answer my question exactly how you like you did. So now you good, bro. You, I promise cool. you, you good. You good. So nah, man. But uh, nah, man. It, but we, we have been having some great conversation, man. You know, um, and second, we're about to go ahead and actually shut it down, man. But uh, this has been a wonderful interview, man. You know, definitely, definitely appreciate. You know, like I said, you taking the time out to talk to us because you know want to get your story out there you know what i'm saying so and i definitely want to see you again fresh produce like i I'll truly want to see you back yeah, please come back like please please do like, i'll be back don't worry yo thank you out to you also for this interview i really enjoyed it and you know it's you know part of the part of the you know invaluable opportunity that is included in fresh produce is like getting to do stuff like this so shout out to you appreciate it man appreciate it definitely man thank you thank you and uh, as a matter of fact, you know, like I give any, every, any and everyone on the show space and opportunity to give out their contact information, any projects, anything they're working on. So I want to go ahead and open that up to you, man. So floor is yours for that, bro. Yeah. So you can check me on Instagram at Njanja with six M's. Um, so M-M-M-M-M-M-J-A-N-J-A. Uh, you can also find me on Linktree slash Njanja Beats. I put out a Spotify single on in January called Zoom Out, and I'm about to drop another you know, short EP late February. 
Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Instagram, John Joe with six M. Yes, sir. All right. And you have any final words for any of the listeners out there? Uh, yo, man, if you got something you're passionate about, do it. Like it's there's too many of us sitting out here watching watching our role models do what they do. And we got to start doing the things that we want to do so we can be role models for tomorrow. Wise words, brother. Wise words. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Take some time out, man. Truly appreciate it again, man. Like I said, I definitely want to see you again on Fresh Produce. Most definitely, bro. Thanks for having me, man. I'll be back. Don't worry. Absolutely, man. And uh, good people, that was another episode of Fresh Produce. Oh, I said Fresh Produce. That was another episode of Fruit and Boom Podcast. Uh, make sure, like I said earlier, catch us on all forms of social media at Fruit Boom Pod. And uh, catch us on all your favorite podcast streaming services on so anywhere that plays the podcast Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, all that stuff, man. We out here. So make sure you check us out. Just search Fruit and Boom Podcast. We'll pop up. So just make sure you find us there. And uh, just try to catch us on more on Monday morning releases so we'll have more stuff and catch us on fresh produce on march 17th and we will holler at you guys later peace